and welcome to the Millennial Health Podcast. I'm Dr. J. Cherie Allen, a board-certified family physician who's passionate about the health of my fellow millennials. But I know we're booked and busy, but your first wealth is your health. So I'm taking some of my most important health messages and bringing them here to you on this podcast. My goal is to share some valuable information and draw awareness to some important health issues. But I encourage you to please consult your physician for personalized medical advice. Prior to starting a podcast, I had a business coach who actually advised me to start going live on Instagram and on Facebook just to test my consistency and to see if I really was interested in engaging an audience with these sorts of conversations. Needless to say, I loved the lives, but I decided to make the leap and start my own podcast. But I really missed lives recently, and I want to have the content on my podcast. So why not merge the two? Joining me today is my great friend, Dr. Brittany, a dentist in New York City and my former Meharry classmate, who's going to indulge me while we try to record a podcast while we go live. The world is a different place today than it was when we originally agreed to do this live together. Yeah. Like... It's a lot. A lot yes. has changed. A lot. I actually got this from you. I'm unable to can. <laughs> like <laughs> that. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm unable I'm to unable can. To can. <laughs> like you know, um, it's just crazy. I think one of the hardest, I don't know, parts of just watching all this. I almost feel like. We don't even have time to recover from one event before the next one happens. You know, even though Ahmad was killed in February, this video just came out in May. And because of that video, you know, we started raising our voices. And so it really only came to us in May. Right. Then you had this Amy Cooper situation, you know, that happened over the weekend. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, you're trying to, you know, it's like, okay, like, let's, come down from you it's like you go up you need to come down from we never came down before literally like you said that was over the weekend and then here we are again um yeah it it, it's it's draining um i i don't i don't know it's it's draining it's sad um Obviously, you know, we both have little brothers. So mm-hmm. my mind off rip automatically jumps to my little brother, mm-hmm. my dad, you know, my boyfriend, but just like black and brown humans in general. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it, it's, it's tough to watch. And, and personally, like I, sometimes like I haven't seen the latest video. I can't, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and I don't mean to be, you know, socially irresponsible or anything like that. I but get it. You I, have to protect yourself. Yeah, I can't. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm aware of what happened, but I, I can't bring myself to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, and that's, yeah. 
And I got to say to like my husband, I'm like, stop watching it on repeat. Like this is traumatic. Like you can't keep just watching it over and over and like you're watching murder. Like you're looking at a dead body. You know what I mean? And that's something different for us, you know, as medical professionals, we had to go through gross anatomy, Yeah, you know, but you think of, you know, our brothers and sisters who that's not the case whatsoever. You know what I mean? Like this is like, am I really looking at somebody here? Like lose their life, like in front of my eyes? Like, yeah, you are, you know what I mean? Um, and I think, you know, just, just even the, the responses, um, the lootings, um, their president, it, it's just a lot. <laughs> Did she just say their president? <laughs> Some, somebody president, hell. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so, it's so much. And literally, like you just said, you're still processing last week's trauma you know, and then we pile this on. And so I, I find that, um, you know, obviously we're angry, we're hurt. Um, and people handle that different ways. People lash out on social media, people lash out in person, um, people withdraw, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that um, personally, it's just kind of important to, like you just said, just be aware of how you handle that mm-hmm. take care of yourself, um, you know, check in on your friends, your family, stuff like that. But I also think that, um, and this is honestly me like preaching to the choir at this point. It, it's so much more than a hashtag, right? Like mm-hmm. that's a great start. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But then what? Mm-hmm. Um, what what calls are we making? What letters are we writing? Mm-hmm. Who are we, you know, who are we talking to? Are are we voting? And you know, mm-hmm. our our demographic, um, millennials, that's such a huge thing. But you know, like yeah. Let's keep the same energy when it's time to go to the polls. Let's remember yes. how pissed off we are, you know? Yep. Um, and piggybacking on that, millennials have actually now become the largest living uh, generation in the United States of America. We actually just overtook the baby boomers. Yeah. So you need to think of the power that we have, right, in our numbers at this point in time. What we do matters, you know? How we take care of ourselves, what we show the world, it counts for something, you know? Yeah. They don't listen to nothing else. They listen where the money is and the okay. people have the money, right? That's the true. collective power. So I think that's huge. Um, another thing I was thinking about today too, that kind of got me in, I don't know, some of my colleagues maybe who work in like less diverse areas can probably relate to some of this too. You know, all of this is happening in the world and then you show up to your job and it's like, hi, how are you? I'm like, so we're just going to pretend that there's nothing happening. Here. Like, it's kind of crazy to me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And to me, that was really frustrating. So I uh, actually rejoined Twitter. I deleted my Twitter that I had because I had 12,000 tweets saying, God knows what, nothing. You know, hashtag growth. Don't we all. <laughs> But I was like, you know, I want to start being more mindful of the information that I put into the world, you know, 
And yeah, Callie's ears ain't nobody recognizes it at all. It's, it's kind of crazy. It's, it's just crazy, you know? But in wanting to just be more mindful of the information I put out there, the energy that I bring to the world, deleted that Twitter and started over uh, so that I had a purpose, right? So I use my Instagram to connect with my millennial fam, right? I want to use this platform to get our health issues out there, right? And talk about like our millennial health platform, what we can do so we are better, we have healthier, longer, stronger lives. And then I use Twitter kind of as my platform to connect with other doctors because that's how I kind of learn. I see the new journal articles coming out, what's being done in our professional community. So that's kind of how I use my social media. So today on Twitter, I saw two physicians uh, that I know, two black doctors, mm -hmm. one's an infectious disease physician, one is actually a health disparities researcher and internist. They actually wrote letters to their places of employment Yep. to ask them to not ignore this, to actually speak up about it, to actually take a position on this. And I was like, bold move. Uh, screenshot, screenshot, screenshot as I sit here and craft my letter that will be going out. Right. Like we can't just do nothing, say nothing. Yeah. I um I even saw something um you know everybody's been sharing their opinions and I saw something about um white privilege and just basically the fact that you get to ignore the fact that you have white privilege mm -hmm. is white privilege. So mm -hmm. I think you know in those conversations at work um just acknowledging hey hey you know Dr. Allen mm -hmm. I, I know what's happening I'm sorry mm -hmm. um I'm here if you need me, if they genuinely need it, you know, mm -hmm. but just, just acknowledgement. Um, mm -hmm. That means so much. To, yep. Mm -hmm. But then I kind of thought to myself too, you know, maybe like, I don't think it should be, but the onus is probably on me to say something. Maybe I can bring that up and I can start to facilitate some of these conversations because I sometimes wonder, I'm like, is it that you just don't know what to say or is that you don't know or is it that you don't care, you know? But I don't... Probably some of everything, to be honest. So I was like, you know, I, I'll give everyone the benefit of the doubt and I think I will do my part mm -hmm. and have us bring this to the table and have some of these discussions about it because I think it matters even more so, you know, in our field, like our profession in healthcare, you know, that we're cognizant and we're mindful of these things and the way that this impacts the way we practice, right? Yeah. But also the way our patients feel. Like when they approach us, you know, because we see them in our clinics and our offices for what, 15, 20, 30 minutes, but they still have a whole lot of 23 hours and 30 minutes that they need to live out in the world oh, yeah. with all this stuff coming at them, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. So I encourage you guys to like, see what you could do, yeah. you know, what networks you're a part of that you can yeah. leverage, you know, make sure you are not sitting on any big boards. And this is for me too. Like, yeah, oh, you post everybody got to let us come into me from Monday morning. Everybody is good. Good morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, but don't sit on any big boards and allow them to ignore this kind of thing, you know, and we have some really good examples that if you need to, 
use some of that to kind of springboard off of, you know, the AMA has put out some pretty good statements, you know, there are different residency programs putting out good statements. So you can use that, you know, to kind of springboard the conversation forward, you know, oh, that's yeah. a great. <laughs> Glad we got began to get that off our chest. Yes, like for sure, for sure. So I don't know. Talk to us, though, because I am a huge believer in moments like this, the ones that we're having. Like, yes, you know, there's a time to speak up, a time to protest. But then I always say, what next? How do we move forward, right? We've identified some of the issues. How do we move the needle? And I think a huge part of that um, is a, a personal, almost like vulnerability that we have to step into to help others move forward, right? Mm-hmm. If out of this I am able to create, you know, two more doctors or inspire two more people to become dentists, help, you know, two more people get over some hurdles. Like that's my contribution to the movement. I think I really want to put that across that, you know, there are different ways to contribute to this, right? It's community education or it's donating if that's in your power or, you know, sharing your own story. Yeah. So with that in mind, Tell us a little about yourself, your journey, like, girl, how you got here? Because you are here. <laughs> I didn't have um, so basically, I, hmm, I've kind of, I've known I wanted to be a dentist for a long time, but you know, just like every kid, I had other things on the plate. Um, at one point, I wanted to be an attorney, a psychiatrist, <laughs> um, a singer. Um, you know, a reality star, um, honey. Um, But I think I really honed in um, on dentistry towards college. So uh, one thing that my dad, shout out to dad, um, dad, would always, always tell me, make sure that you get a job that, you know, won't be replaced by robots, technology, you know, stuff like that. Um, And, and, you know, in our fields, Ain't nobody going to pull their tooth on their own. Ain't nobody going to a robot, you know, extract their tooth. So little things like that always stuck with me. And then I think um, once I got to college, I got to see really the artistic aspect of dentistry. So I'm a painter, um, amongst other things. I'm just, I just got a million, like, creative parts of my brain. So I was like, oh, this is really cool. Like, it's actually art. I'm actually, you know, making people want to smile and helping them restore their smiles, things of that nature. So that really set the ball in motion for me becoming a dentist. Um, Speaking about different, you know, mentors, I definitely had mentors along the way. I did the, um, the SMDEP. Yeah, I did SMDEP too. Yep. I did it at Howard in 2008. And so I met um, a young dentist named Maya, Dr. Oliver. And she just, she was just like me, just like small and fun, cute and like really smart. I'm like, oh my God, I want to be her. And so she actually introduced me to Meharry. She went there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I don't know what this Meharry is, but Maya went, so, you know, I'm going to do it, whatever. Um, interviewed, loved it, canceled the rest of my interviews. I was like, yep, this is where I'm going. Oh, wow. Um, and that's where I went. Um, 
you know, Meharry was a, a blast. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> um, moved to New York for residency about six years ago, and I'm still here. <laughs> so, it's been an interesting journey, but, you know, I'm here for it. Oh, my gosh. So speaking of Meharry, so that's how our journey together began. Yeah. So we were actually on the Meharry court. So I was Miss Meharry. Britt was Miss School of Dentistry. Yeah. 2012, <laughs> 2013. I can't believe it. Showing oh our gosh. age now. Girl. Yo, I still rock that shirt. It got like a hole in it. I need another one just, you know, and maybe a little size larger, but <laughs> let's make that happen, okay? Need we need to. We need to. Oh, I actually still have our picture in the Aww. frame and it's sitting on the ledge. But um, girl, that I cannot believe that was almost yeah, that was eight years ago. Yeah. I, I literally like remember it like it was yesterday we had so much fun so background um for people that don't know our court was um we were community service liaison so we did a lot of things within and beyond the Meharry campus um mm -hmm. we had this annual event called women's week where we focused yep. on different initiatives that supported women um ours was like women's health so we mm -hmm. focused on different aspects of women's heart health um what else did we do we went to go paint the firehouse remember that, that yes Yes, yes, yes. We went to the school and read to the kids. Yep. Yeah. We did a lot, a lot of community service for sure. Yeah, a lot of community service. Oh my God, those are good times. So essentially, we were just ambassadors to the community, you know, from the school. So that was a rich experience, to be honest, you know? And I think that has really carried forward in some of the other things that we've done. Like, we're all doing. Yeah, pretty good things now. And there were four of us. There was also Miss School of Medicine and Miss School of Graduate Studies. Mm -hmm. And uh, Chandra just graduated from medical school and matched into pediatrics residency. Mm -hmm. So we are all doctors now. Yeah. yeah. Which is, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. But then, okay, so tell us a little about your transition to New York City. So from... Nashville to New York for residency. <laughs> That's a big so, move. I mean, let's take it even further. I'm just <laughs> Southern through and through and like, duh. So it, that was crazy. <laughs> um, just a culture shock. What subway train goes where? What is standing in line versus online? Chopped mm -hmm. cheese. <laughs> Cat calling, walking, every, like, girl. <laughs> Hashtag NYC. <laughs> oh, um, it was definitely a culture shock. I remember I moved into my the, the studio that I was in in Harlem. We moved, mm -hmm. moved there. Um, first day, I got stuck in the elevator. Ooh, crying. Hot <laughs> summer day, stuck in the elevator. I don't know if I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> the sky. My mom was like, uh, calm down, go get some more boxes. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, but I mean, you know, I, I, I rocked it out cause I, I had to. <laughs> and, um, I feel like people always ask me, you know, which, um, which place do I like better? And I just, I think both places are different. Um, I think, you know, New York, there's 
always something happening. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to be fair, like my friends and, you know, my family's back home. Still home. So, um, I definitely still get homesick, but, um, you know, I'm rocking it out. I definitely have friends up here, so I don't want nobody thinking I'm like lonely or <laughs> like that. I'm not. Um, sorry, because that sounded a little morbid. Um, I, I got a boyfriend. We haven't really talked about that. Yes. Um, so you know, I've, I've I've definitely adapted, and so I, I think um, one thing that I would tell people: step out of your comfort zone, because like you just I've learned so much about myself, and you know, I'm really out here in these streets doing it (laughs) doing it Mm -hmm. how has the transition been to practice so now you finished your residency in new york city and you've decided to stay on staff Mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. is huge just like a big win i actually saw some data it was on my med Twitter, yeah. the medical side of my Twitter, so I get all my medical, you know, stuff. Um, with uh, the numbers on women, so women in medical school and residencies, you know, and then through positions as deans, that sort of thing. And like, it's so surprising to see how the numbers just kind of fall off the higher the positions go, you know. So for you to be program faculty, you know, that's huge. Tell us a little about that transition. Um, trans. Transitions are interesting. Um, I, I posted about this recently. I'm a Capricorn, so I I like order. Same here. I, like, I like consistency, rules. So I don't do well with change. I'm gonna keep it up. Um, so transitions are interesting to say the least. But um, honestly, God just literally dropped this opportunity in front of me. Literally, like Brit, open your hands, catch it. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I I don't know what else to say. That that opportunity literally fell into my lap, and I'm, I'm so grateful. I've grown in that um in that space, and I think um not only being a, a black woman, but being a young black woman, mm-hmm. it's it's so important for me to be there to show the residents that look like me, you know, what's possible because mm-hmm. there were young black women before me. Maya that I just talked about that showed me what was possible, you know? Mm. And I, I think um, we, we, we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. but um, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's, it's stressful um, having that type of, for lack of better words, weight on your yeah. shoulders, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sometimes I crack, I'm not going to lie, but you know, I, I, I know that um this position, this job is so much bigger than me. Mm-hmm. This is about, you know, uplifting God and his works. This is about, like I said, you know, um, getting getting the word out to the next generation. Yo, mm-hmm. this is possible. Yep. If, if I did it, mm-hmm. why can't you? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I, I definitely take breaks as needed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can do better at that. I ain't gonna lie. But for the most part, you know, I take breaks as needed. And I just remember my why, remember my who, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that you said that. Remember your why. I went to a conference last year and that was actually the theme, know your why, mm-hmm. because that will drive you, you know? And I love that you said take breaks too. So yeah. one of the things I have noted in the midst of this pandemic is my screen time 
has gone through the roof. I almost don't appreciate when yes. I see it on that first page, you know, on yes. our phones. Like, woo, I talked to my patients about this. Like, I should not be doing that. But one of the things I did to try to strike somewhat of a balance, especially if my social media used to, I actually don't have notifications on my social media. Yeah. So I see the message when I log on. Granted, I log on too much, but I, mean, I see the message Seth. when I get on. <laughs> Okay. But like, I thought that was just so huge that I'm not constantly, you know what I mean? Bombarding myself. I have emails, I have text messages and then emails, you know, you have like three personal emails and you kind of have your brand email and then there's your work email. Like yep. then it's, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to uh, set boundaries somewhere, okay. you know? So that's a huge one. What practices though have you, or what changes have you seen in your practice in the midst of this pandemic here? I know it's affected so many of in different ways. Yeah. Um, so basically with dentistry, we've only been seeing emergencies. Um, and yeah, it, it's been quiet, surprisingly. Um, at my residency in particular, our our residents actually went to the family medicine unit to help out with those residents. So they were actually um, on the floor. They got to administer COVID tests, um, different things like that, be Mm -hmm. in communication with the family. So that was Mm -hmm. a really um, enriching rotation for them. Okay. Um, But yeah, it's been emergencies only. And so our biggest, I mean, obviously we don't want people like in dental pain ever, but now more than ever, we've really been stressing that, you know, if you have dental pain, you should come to a dental practice versus the emergency room. Mm -hmm. Because right now we need the emergency rooms open for COVID patients. Mm -hmm. Um, We also want to minimize the risk. So, you know, Mm -hmm. why, why, risk going to the emergency room and potentially catching COVID because there's so many more people there versus mm-hmm. going to a smaller um, dental practice and getting yep. evaluated there. Mm-hmm. I think another thing that has been happening, um, obviously, you know, a lot of small business, a lot of private practices are small businesses. So small businesses are hurting financially, yeah. to say the least. Um thankful and grateful to God that that's not my situation, but that's so many people's situation, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, we have pretty much just been trying to do what we can within limits. I think um, one thing, especially up here, you know, as we're trying to open back up again, we're anxious, nervous about what that looks like um, just because we're super high risk. We're right here at the oral cavity. We've got mm-hmm. aerosols going with every procedure, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, PP has always been, that's been our norm, you know, but now mm-hmm. we've got a whole coronavirus to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, so so those are pretty much the, the changes that we've been going through. Um, In the dental oral. Yeah. 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 We've been doing telehealth. Um, really? So, yeah. How does dentistry work by telehealth? It's literally like this. So basically, Dr. Jay Sheree would call me, hey, Dr. Brittany, I got a toothache. Um, and so, you know, I'm sure you're aware, but we, uh-huh. we always make it clear that with telehealth, it's, it's almost like a screening, right? Mm-hmm. So we can't fully and properly diagnose without x-rays, things like that. But I 
I can look in your mouth and tell if you have gingivitis, calculus, if you you know have a huge gaping cavity, something that you may or may not be able to tell. Vice mm-hmm. versa, you may see someone, oh my God, this is this big bump just got here. And I'm like, oh no, it's just an apis ulcer rinsed with salt water, you know? So those mm-hmm. are the kind of things that um we've been taking care of with telehealth. But yeah, you know, that's gonna be somewhat of a new norm. Yeah. Um, so just Again, Capricorn rules order. So I'm my brain is just like ah. how do you so our clinic has experienced a lot of that too, you know, mm-hmm. trying to minimize the risk of patients coming in who don't necessarily need to, yeah, you know, exactly. that we can address issues over mm-hmm. the telephone. Yeah. A lot of what we've been doing to a lot of mental health triage over the phone. You know, I think this pandemic has been so anxiety provoking for so many, you know, we have to think, you know, people are living in situations that, you know, not everyone has peace in their home. You know, I spoke about this earlier. It's like, stay home, stay safe. Home isn't a safe place for everybody. You know, when you think of some of our marginalized uh, people who get their meals, right, from their schools, three mm-hmm. meals per day, right? Mm-hmm. We think about that, you know, I think that's so important that we start thinking about things like that. And one of the things we've seen is that, you know, when people have nowhere to turn, they turn to their doctor, you know, even if it's, you know, I have a headache, I can't sleep, I, you know, my heart is racing, my palms can't stop sweating, you know? So truly, we're in a unique position to be there to like support, you know, our patients and kind of help them out through this really rough time. I think also that that's also where it's important to have people that look like us because um, in those spaces, you may feel uncomfortable talking to someone that doesn't look like you. I'm trying to beat around the bush, but I said what I said, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, again, like just constant affirmation that this is so much bigger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've had patients... I get it regularly. Oh my gosh, I've never seen a black dentist. I've never seen a young dentist. Oh my gosh, I, I was so scared, but you make me feel so comfortable just mm-hmm. because off rip, you can tell that we have something in common. You mm-hmm. know, um, mm-hmm. I say off rip to my patients. <laughs> <laughs> I say y'all like, you know, I'm, I'm professional, but I'm still me. And so the fact mm-hmm. that they see that and they can relate to that um, mm-hmm. puts in my teeth. Especially at the dentist. Everybody hates the dentist, you know? <laughs> Got it. Got it. I like you, but I do hate the dentist. <laughs> Everyone, hey, I'm Dr. McCoy. I hate the dentist. Well, this started off then. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try again. Let's no, try but again. I think... Um, One of the other things, too, that we do for our profession, and there are many others like us who do this, too, you know, it's almost the historical, hierarchical picture of medicine. We kind of, in dentistry, we break those barriers down. You know what I mean? We cut into those walls and we're on social media. Like you see us, you know, going to our events, like going for our runs you know, showcasing our weddings, having fun with our friends. Like we're human too. We're people too. We want the best for ourselves and we want the best for you, you know? And I think that makes such a big difference in the lives of millennials nowadays, you know, when it comes to thinking about their healthcare. I definitely agree. You know, so that's pretty cool. So what specific dental health tips can you offer 
those of us who cannot get in to see you because my dentist surely did call and well maybe their assistant was called and definitely canceled my appointment mm -hmm. i did ask oh so when can i reschedule she's like oh i will call you when we're doing that <laughs> yeah we don't know we i don't have the answers um but i think you know in the meantime obviously all the time but you know especially now make sure you're brushing and flossing um mm -hmm. make sure you're flossing and then <laughs> Also, make sure you're flossing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Say it one more time. I mean, you know, hey, it's not a personal attack, Jay. Don't feel that way. I'm just saying, make sure you're flossing. Um, but seriously, I have a whole video about that. Like, a lot of people don't floss for different reasons. And it's it's so important. Um, it's just as important as brushing, if not more important, in my opinion. But, um, you, yeah, you, you, you got to... Take care of your teeth. Um, you know, when you eat all those chips that you eat during corn, that's been my thing, girl. Chips. I have just been <laughs> over chips. I don't know what it is, but you know, make sure you rinse your mouth or whatever afterwards because you don't want that acid from the mm -hmm. salt and vinegar chips um just sitting on your teeth for hours on end or stuff like that. Um you mentioned earlier, stay at home, don't come in if you need to. Like now's now's not the time to oh yeah i got time I, i'm i'm ready to see a dentist like we can't see you right now mm -hmm. and you're putting yourself at risk by walking up in here you know <laughs> saying that so that's one thing that i kind of wish people knew like although i appreciate the initiative it's mm -hmm. not not right now <laughs> mm -hmm. give us your number though we're gonna call you when we're ready <laughs> but you know like just it's just important to stay home mm -hmm. um unless you have a true dental emergency you know but um yeah brush floss go back when when you know things reopen um i always like to preach that it's it's better to be proactive versus reactive um mm -hmm. it's cheaper too so yes you know, it's way cheaper to brush and floss see your, your dentist twice a year a cavity costs a little more to fill a root canal costs a lot more to fill an extraction and implant costs a lot lot more to fill mm -hmm. um so yeah, you got to be proactive. You got to stick with it. Those days that you don't feel like flossing, I I don't feel like flossing sometimes. I know y'all like, <laughs> uh, but I mean, you got to. <laughs> that's no, but that's important. And I think sometimes too, what gets lost in the messaging is how important your dental health is to your overall health. Yeah. You know, could yeah. we speak a little more to that? Because I think that really gets lost sometimes you know when we're trying to it's like oh when i have money i'll go to the it's like no 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 the way you prioritize everything yeah. else, that's a big deal you definitely have to make it a priority and i think just um from something that we can relate to like the here and now your looks um there's a i went to a ce i think i did an online ce recently and so um they were talking about the the importance of aesthetics. And so the, the dentist opened with a picture of a guy missing one of his front teeth. So, mm -hmm. you know, obviously he's like, oh, what do people know is, oh, his front tooth's missing. But he was also like missing an ear, like half his head was shaved off, so, you know, stuff like that. So the point of that picture was your teeth are so, that's the first thing people look at. Mm -hmm. um, so um, just, from a, just from a mental standpoint, um, and, and a well-being standpoint, which we've kind of been hitting on, mm -hmm. it, it's important to to maintain, to feel good. Um, I've, I've definitely 
dentures, complete dentures on people our age, people younger. Ooh. Yeah. Um, And so you don't, plus fun fact, dentures only give you 20% of your normal chewing power. So you can kiss those steaks goodbye. Um, Oh, I did not know that. Really? that um, yeah it's, it's, it's just a it's a well-being thing um your oral health is linked to so many a lot of systemic um conditions are visible in your oral cavity such as like uncontrolled diabetes for example mm-hmm. um so it the whole body from the top of your head to the soles of your feet are it's disconnected one and unit it's so important to keep all of that in check Mm-hmm. No, I say that like all the time to patients, it's one unit, right? Yes. It's impossible for one part of your body to be suffering and for you to not feel it eventually in other areas, you know, and not just physically, emotionally too, oh, yeah. you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That certainly affects like our mental health as well, which is like another huge, huge one, but a big one for another day. So Dr. Britt, as we wind down, if you could stand on a mountaintop and shout one message to millennials, what would that one message be? Okay, Capricorn, I have a question. Is it is it a dental message? Is it it a- doesn't have to be. Oh, it nope. doesn't have to be. The Great. most important Great. thing you think millennials need to know, and you are the person to tell them. I think, so I guess just kind of what's on my heart right now, given, you know, the pandemic, given the, the social climate, um, I would say that it's okay. And what I mean by that is, don't be hard on yourself for the way that you feel. Mm-hmm. You don't want to talk nobody, don't talk nobody. That's fine, you know? I think a lot of times, myself included, I think sometimes we get to, I think we we beat up on ourselves unnecessarily, but we're all humans. We all have a million and one emotions and you can experience them all in an hour, mm-hmm. you know? So I would just say, um, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Thank yeah. you, Dr. Britt. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Millennial Health Podcast. Though my goal is to share some valuable information and draw awareness to some important health issues, I encourage you to please consult your physician for personalized medical advice. I hope this information was beneficial to you. And if so, please subscribe to the Millennial Health Podcast and share with your friends please also leave us a review. If you have questions or comments, feel free to reach out on Instagram or Twitter at Dr. Jay Sheree, D-R-J-A-Y-S-H-E-R-E-E.